<laughs> Do you want the wire mommy or the cloth mommy tonight? Hello, world, I'm in lockdown, girl. It's misbehavior. Welcome, listeners, to the Misbehavior Journal Club. This is part three of a three-part series we did on consciousness. And when I say we, I mean me, Amiel Moreno, PhD. Leah Kravit, Banff. Nicole Davies. And Tom Hayes, recurring character. As always, we're bringing you these scientific tidbits with humor, humility, and humanity. Thank you so much for listening. We had a really fun time with this, and we hope you do too. <laughs> okay. No. And with that, why don't we take it over to uh, what Tom brought to the podcast? I just wanted to say that it seems silly that uh, I am also basing what I want to talk about on an episode of the same podcast. It's just that I enjoyed the podcast episode uh, from Big Biology that uh, Nicole sent everyone so much uh, that when they, they mentioned briefly at the tail end. Uh, Patricia Churchill, and I was like, oh, I know her. She's a philosopher. What? She's a neuroscientist, too? This was new to me. I didn't know she was a neuroscientist. There's an episode of Big Biology with her, and I listened to it, and I told David how good it was, and he was like, oh, is that what you're going to talk about? And I said, no. And then I realized, <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm going to talk about. So that's what I'm going to talk about. <laughs> yeah. This uh, interview with Churchland, who I thought was very charming. Yes. Oh, yes, me too. And I found out that I have a crush on a 79-year-old woman. <laughs> you're not You're not alone. Self-discovery. Right? <laughs> yeah. She was plugging her book called Conscience, The Origins of Moral Intuition. Um, she talked uh, about her uh, beginnings uh, in, in the field and right up your alley Amiel she uh, as you mentioned uh, you appreciated her uh, bashing the uh, the philosophers mm -hmm. well she was uh, as an undergrad she was fascinated with these uh, concepts that uh, philosophy she assumed was trying to answer but she became disillusioned when she realized in her idea and she still believes this that that really they just cared about playing around with the words and messing around with the words and stuff and deciding what their definition is or, or isn't rather than actually determining mm -hmm. uh, the actual problem. Psy psychology in the 60s was mostly about behaviorism, and she that did not resonate with her uh, until she learned about the uh, split brain studies of uh, epilepsy patients who, um, uh, if you have a, a really bad uh, epileptic seizures, they can sever. The corpus colostum. Yeah. They, they cope. Corpus colostomy bag. Corpus colostomy bag. <laughs> they, they, they surgically sever your corpus colostomy bags. Yes. And so the right brain and left brain can no longer communicate with one another, but they can do stuff like uh, put, a, put a partition in your field of view, and the right hand and the left hand can both communicate. Like the, uh, what is it? Uh, right, left brain talks, right, right and brain. And don't worry is, about it. They both throw feces. Emotion. Oh, yeah, move right. on. The, the one brain that can talk can say stuff and the other brain can like draw stuff. What do you see? And the, the hand draws a, an apple or something. But another interesting thing is that you might say, oh, reach out for the object that you want. And the hand reaches for a Rubik's Cube. And the speaking part of the brain has to answer, oh, why did you grab the Rubik's Cube? Really, that part of the brain has no access 
for why they grabbed the Rubik's Cube, but still the brain will be compelled to say, oh, yes, well, uh, confidently, I've always wanted to, you know, learn how these things work. That's, of course, why I grabbed that. Or start to draw an orange and then the other, okay, now you've finished whatever you were drawing. Oh, I was drawing, I think, a bird and then put wings on it and stuff. I think that's fascinating, too. I've always thought like that stuff. But that made her realize, oh, shit, uh, to answer these philosophical questions or whatever you want to call them, uh, we've got to understand the anatomy, the neurophysiology. And that's when she created neurophilosophy, essentially. And she wrote a book called Neurophilosophy and pissed off all the philosophers uh, for a very, very long time. Um, Neurophilosophy gate. <laughs> Neurophilosophy gatekeepers. And can I say she also revolutionized neuroscience in more ways than one. She has two children, at least, that I'm aware of that are both well-known neuroscientists. That she's yeah. aware of. <laughs> right. She's such a slut. She probably had a bunch of she's extra, fuckable. <laughs> extra kids she doesn't even know about. Right. So, so the two kids that she knows about that are in neuroscience are Anne <laughs> Churchland and Mark oh. Churchland. And so they're... That, okay, sorry. Yeah. yeah. I was like, that name is familiar. And then I saw the actual work she did and I was like, nah, different Churchland. Okay. She yeah, no. Be. Yeah. So the best way to figure out the brain is, you know, go read By about it. By breeding kids to figure yes, it out for you. Exactly. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Make an, <laughs> make an army of neuroscientists. It's so hard to find good help. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you figure out today, children? Raise the perfect grad student from the beginning. Not good enough. Work-life balance. I gave you life. Now work. That's the balance. <laughs> if you chain a thousand offspring to a thousand typewriters, they'll eventually write a decent abstract. <laughs> Get back to your behavioral rigor. You're not getting any dessert. <laughs> back in your Skinner box. <laughs> Okay. So, okay. It, um, another thing that I picked up on it is that the idea that consciousness itself is more of a, a segmented thing. Uh, back to the uh, the brain thing. Uh, oh, that. Oh, the sorry. brain. Thing? You know, the brain. Thing. The brain thing. The split brain thing. Fire bad brain thing in head. Um, and and again with uh, uh, Chalmers uh, that you were talking about, David, uh, mentioning that that we narrate what we are to ourselves or our identity or consciousness it, it, itself. And there's a term for that called confabulation. You know, when you can't really explain something, but you automatically say, sort of convincing yourself and others others around him at the same time. Uh, like she talks about a man who had damage to his hippocampal regions. That's on right. He couldn't form uh, new memories. Yes. Um, so he lost all of his autobiographical memory and you couldn't, uh, he couldn't do anything, uh, as far as learn new stuff or whatnot, or tell you anything about his past whatsoever. But he wouldn't just say, oh, I have no memory of if I was ever married. He would say stuff like, you know, that's hard to say. Um, you know, it's, you know, it's difficult to, to, to know <laughs> things in this day and age, you know, anyway. So how are you? And he would be charming. And, yeah, he was definitely conscious, not forming memories. But it's like you couldn't make him aware of his own fallibilities, and which also sounds like many people we've all met. Whenever you have a memory thing, I feel like 
not only is it incredibly sad, but yes. there's a high amount. You see how stubborn humans are. Yes. One of the well-known phenomenons with, unfortunately, with people with Alzheimer's disease is they're, they can be very frustrated and difficult to communicate with because they don't admit to whatever they just did that was incorrect. I'll say, I, so I know what I'm doing, flaw. but no, they yeah. don't. They just put an egg like on the, the burner on the stove, not in a pan. And mm. it's an unfortunate view at just how stubborn we are. I work in IT support, and I think a lot of people, now that you mentioned it, are uh, in early stages of uh, dementia. <laughs> <laughs> I know what I'm doing. No, you don't. Why'd you ask me for help? Did I? Who are you? <laughs> Who's president? Anyway, um... And again, uh, she mentions that when the host said, can you define not consciousness, but conscience, morality, etc., she pointed out that that very word doesn't even exist in many languages, yet it mm. still exists. And it goes back to the whole idea that the uh, words themselves can be a, a bit of, of an illusion and you can get seduced by the idea of words and and back to her no. point that philosophers <laughs> just put words together in fancy ways that sort of play tricks on you and it's all smoke and mirrors and you sort of, and then they pat themselves on the back, but it's just sound and fury and signifying nothing. Can I share a uh, nothing signification story? It's an anecdote. It's very small. Oh, yes. Um, but I, I didn't remember it until just now. Yes, you're allowed. You don't need to tell us it's small. Uh, let's see. May I? speak on the speaking engagement you asked me so to when i was young somewhere in my you know out of diapers but like maybe in elementary school somewhere under the age of eight pre-being before john malkovich. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah before seeing being john malkovich. before the age of john malkovich uh definitely john malkovich. before i saw titanic in my living room and left when they <laughs> took the first VHS tape out and figured, oh, that was a weird anticlimactic ending. Oh, yeah. VHS. I thought it was a hallucination. Uh, <laughs> the Titanic's in the living yeah, room. Yeah, that's a big living room. <laughs> yeah, I didn't hear Nope. Um, but. Draw me like your French girls. I'm trying to eat dinner. I'm <laughs> <laughs> holding, yeah, I'm busy holding forks. Um, I thought that my conscience was something that was visible to me because it is what I figured floaters must be. You guys know the floaters in your eyes and your field of vision? Mm -hmm. Just, yeah. Uh, excuse me, I this came em. up in that 1956 paper. It's called Phosphines. <laughs> my bad. Wait a minute. Also, did it? <laughs> Shit. David, no. you can tell me anything phosphine. happened in the part of a paper <laughs> that I didn't read. And depending on how large that part is... <laughs> Why don't you ever read the there papers? There is so much other shit to do. <laughs> yeah, Sorry. and there's so much in the papers. Phosphines <laughs> came up somewhere. It's the same thing. It's a You brought the paper up, you though. No <laughs> I did. I wanted to share parts of it. Also, the fact that, okay, 35 years later, he published a follow-up piece. Uh, <laughs> right, this guy, this guy's <laughs> in for the long game, right? He's like, okay, acknowledgments in my 1956 paper. Thanks for helping me out with this utter piece of shit that almost yeah. did not see the light of day. He actually had a drawing of two middle fingers that was figure one. It's a shame they didn't have as many figure allowances as they did. Oh. 
Yeah. Yeah, and then 30 years later, he's like, guess what, bitches? I'm yeah. back. No, he wrote a paper titled, um, <laughs> guess what, bitches? <laughs> I'm back. Colon, fire bat? <laughs> question mark, question mark, question mark. Colon fire? Colostromy? Uh, colon fire bat? <laughs> Colon fire bad. Okay, who wants me to make them a colon fire bad? Are you? you? Colon fire bad is my... Were you trying to pseudonym? Were you trying to find something, Leah? And I found it. All right. That was my AOL screen name in the yes. 90s. 35 years on, is consciousness still a brain process? <laughs> like it changed in the last 30 years? I mean, it, it used written, to be. It came out in 1989. Can you count the things that changed between 1956 and 1989? Oh my god. Oof. Oh, wow. Nope. Anyway, yes, uh, conscious, conscience is, is I, I thought they were the things that floated around in my field of vision when my eyeballs were cluttered with crap. Kids make shit up. That's a uh, Jiminy Cricket. Kids have so <laughs> many gaps to fill. <laughs> oh, that's exactly what they it is. They do. <laughs> They've read none of the paper. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The kids are kids are like a living split brain experiment. They're just like yeah. <laughs> How are they going to write an effective abstract if they're if they're not reading anymore? That's why I keep them in the sky oh. box. Right. Tom, how many times have you asked your child, why did you do that? And they look at you like, I have, uh, what? I don't I know. Didn't, I didn't. I, I, I didn't I, do I, it. The, the answer is usually, but I, I didn't. Why would I do that? It's a bad thing. Again, confabulation. People are stubborn. <laughs> like they've got Alzheimer's disease. <gasps> They're Benjamin Button Selective kids. Alzheimer's disease. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That sounds so weird. Benjamin Button. Yeah, I don't. So. I don't agree. But Move on. <laughs> Churchland specifically, uh, her whole thing is, yeah, obviously mental states are brain states. That's what the brain does. Uh, yeah, we figured that out in 1959. <laughs> 56. No, it took a few years <laughs> to sink in. <laughs> It's this idea of a, of, of a spirit or, or something else, and it gets into metaphysics, and she's like, no, it's mental states because some brains that are fucked up in one way or another, you can see, uh, you can start to see the underlying elements, and, and consciousness itself is a much messier thing and difficult to pin down because it doesn't, doesn't exist necessarily in a specific spot or a process. It's a whole, it's an emergence of, of things, a confluence that becomes this phenomena that we refer to as consciousness, whether that means anything or not, or if it's just the word that we label it. And I do think that that, like that, across all the things we've read, there's this idea that consciousness is not like we're not just going to find one brain area. You might lose it if if one node gets knocked out, but it seems to be more like a process. And I think one useful thing philosophers do is think about like, are how are you explaining this? And and, and thinking of the brain as a process that's unfolding, and consciousness being like a sort of a product of that process process is maybe more useful. We could still probably come up with a better word for it because consciousness is just too loaded. But like process that produces sensations. I feel like asking a philosopher would just be too encouraging. Yeah. We should avoid that. 
<laughs> Hello, ask a philosopher. No? Oh, I thought the phone was ringing. Okay. All right. I'll just... Hey, philosopher, would you like to give us a bunch of outdated nomenclature for us to use again? See, That'd be great. <laughs> we love it when you define the stuff. The ask a philosopher hotline, when you call it, <laughs> you just hear a click as they hang up on you. It's the greatest mercy. <laughs> Okay, so I'm not going to tag Patricia Churchland on Twitter when we release this episode, but... <laughs> but Why not? We can maybe get Tom a date. <laughs> hey, you know what? She's uh, mine, Tom. <laughs> Theoretically. So, oh. <laughs> anyway, um, so... Yeah, the whole book is about uh, conscience, the idea of uh, altruism, why we do stuff, and it's, it's sort of a, a mixture of... Uh, evolutionary psychology uh, looking at evolutionary means for to explain uh, behavior which is a, a perennial whipping boy for Amiel at least and uh, but it's the basic stuff we've we've already heard um, we do things that are for the greater good because it ultimately makes us feel better with the release of dopamine and endocannabinoids and uh, things like that and uh and serotonin, I didn't know about this. She was saying serotonin gets released. She did say that this is an incredibly simplified way to say it for a podcast. But serotonin gets released when, when something bad is happening or happens. And it makes you want to do the other thing. Like my the, the rat mother's one of the pups dragged behind and they feel serotonin. It literally hurts them and they want to go back and then, oh, you got a shot of dopamine. Okay, come on, you little fucker. Stay with, stay with the rest of us. Now I feel I, I, I feel better. Uh, serotonin release is also a thing that occurs during vomiting or itching or erections in your yeah penile or possibly pineal erections. Who knows? Yep. Pineal gland. Uh, just that. Yeah, My it's a, a many splendored molecule. We we have so many we have so many different parts with so many different receptors. The many splendored molecule is not the pet name for my penis. Thank you. <laughs> It's about the size of a molecule. That's all right. That's not even funny because your dick's so big. <laughs> How do you know? Were you there? I have a question that I can't believe I'm saying out loud. If you fuck someone with a pencil dick, can you refer to that as getting some capillary action? <laughs> no. I'm going to cap no. that action. <laughs> okay. Oh. All right, well, I feel different now. I feel like we've done a lot. Yeah, I could say more, but I think we probably covered. Yeah, let's go to closing ceremonies. The whole concept of what I wanted to talk about in my piece. So, yeah. Okay. Thank you so much for that. We did it. Good job, everyone. We produced content. Time to close it out. Yay, us. We did it. Content. Content. And like only in like did. two hours. <laughs> I think I'm still conscious. <laughs> When you hear the podcast later and you remember what we actually did, then you'll be conscious. Oh, yeah, we're going to uh, open yeah. up your third eye. Open it up. Open it right on up. Whoa. It's your pineal gland. Is that? Yeah, yeah. is that what? Yeah, the pineal gland is the third eye. Pine. And we can open Pine. that by eating rat brains? Is that what you... That's, that's what I sur- think is going to happen. Mm. It's, is it rat pup brains oh, I'm or sure they're even tastier. Oh, you gotta yeah. get, gotta eat the pups. Yeah, right out of the mom. The pups are the pups are just like little little they're, tiny raisins. Yeah. I, I don't know. I got you these people just, together. How, how, I thought, hey, <laughs> let's get these people together and we yeah. can all talk to each other. You this can, is you, gonna you be can, a good like idea. Soft sunflower seeds. <laughs> hey, uh, Leah slash Leia, would you like to share your takeaway? 
Sure. Takeaways are a thing we do that I make people do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no notes. There we go. I love that uh, you got something here. I'm excited to hear oh. it. Um, so this is what I wrote down in the middle of work when I was like, oh, I have to put something. And also I just had a thought. Um, just a... I like seeing Tom actively type this out right now. <laughs> um, oh, you know what? Yeah, okay. So um, this is a just a, a pile of reaction from me, which is, holy fuck. Oh, my God. So much of all of this can be avoided with more widespread biological literacy and just understanding of how cells do things. Because they do things in a lot of different ways and a lot of super complicated ways. And in a lot of different organisms, of which we are not all. Um, you said we can avoid this. We can avoid oh, what? Just every, everything we just did. Just all this talking about consciousness, <laughs> thinking about it. Having and, a podcast and talking about consciousness. Uh, but it was a bunch of neuroscientists who were we were talking about who was talking about consciousness. Yes, and we... <laughs> How does, how does increasing biological literacy... Of course, the person who doesn't like a topic can say... We can avoid talking about this topic. We could have had some much shorter <laughs> conversations if the, the if the really smart people whose mountains of good work we're citing were a little more hip to the idea that there's no reason for us to be that much more special in the experience having department than fungi. Fungi. That like neurons <laughs> aren't the be all and end all of plasticity and. Uh, How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> and um, I can bring it to the, the funny place. It reminds me of a joke by uh, Shane Moss, who also, shout out, if you if you care more about consciousness and want to hear other people talking about it, I'm sure he touches on that a lot. But he had a bit about how distressing it was to be a person until he learned about evolution and he was like oh okay i'm a very fancy monkey <laughs> yeah that is a good line right one of the best so yeah i am a very fancy fungus excuse me i am a, a very fancy monkey do you know who i am uh my takeaway is do i know who i am and the answer is... <laughs> uh, my answer when I'm conscious is yes. I I liked uh, Leah's takeaway. I want to... Gadonkadonks, you cannot lie. <laughs> I also want to say, in addition to lots more biological literacy, sometimes it's okay for us to call the philosopher hotline, <laughs> e even if they hang up on us. Because at least they will maybe give us some different words to use instead of the words that are really loaded, such as consciousness, uh, neuroscience, <laughs> glia. <laughs> Fuck these words. Stop. I'm done using words. No yeah, more words. Yeah, that's what I'm talking I'm about. <laughs> I'm just going to draw pictures with the right side of my brain from now on. <laughs> I'm on board. Nice. Oh, he's left-handed. Don't. I always have to do the don't, don't think about it. <laughs> Why does it switch over? Why is it contra ipsilaterally? There's another. Fucked? There's another book what about that? that. There's another okay. book about I'm that. I'm sorry. That's another. That's yeah, next we'll year's that podcast. Episode, yeah. I will do that episode later. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Never mind, Tom. Don't worry about Save it. Save it for part two. Uh, short answer: because fuck you. That's why. 
Because <laughs> fuck you, that's <laughs> why. Wait, I'm sorry. Rachel, what's your takeaway? Branko, what's your takeaway? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm on leave. I'm a bitch. I'm a fancy boy. Oh, I just created life. I can't date to be on a podcast. You've been on mute this whole time? <laughs> I just wanted to enjoy people working. <laughs> <laughs> like my baby. <laughs> Go beg for me, baby. <laughs> Back to the streets with you. Maybe if you're lucky, I'll make you a neuroscientist. <laughs> Or give you mother's love. Do you want the wire mommy or the cloth mommy tonight? Mm. Oh, <laughs> nice. Deep cut. Uh, she gave us permission to make all these jokes. Uh, she was sorry she couldn't join us. Uh, we do miss and love her. Rachel, yes. I don't I don't know you, but I love you already. Uh, what's your takeaway? What's my takeaway? No. I just took away. All right. Come oh, what's on. Your I'm supposed to take away. The takeaway that I that I wrote ten minutes ago is um, that humans are stubborn idiots and barely conscious. And in fact, I am struck with the notion that and and have been for some time that the uh, speaking part of our consciousness is the thing that holds way too much sway. And if we could somehow separate uh, this part of our brain, uh, we would get better answers, but its its job seems to be to make explanations for things that we can't explain because uh, we, we hate it otherwise, and so... Uh, What's the speaking part of our brain? The, the confabulator. The bits, the chunks. The faker. The talky yeah, the, chunks. Uh, oh. The, <laughs> the chatty the, chunks. The, the only part of the brain that can actually communicate, the only side of the brain that can actually communicate, and I know that other parts of the brain communicate with uh, with, with one another, but to communicate. Um, but I think of I think of people with uh, disassociative identity disorder, and uh, what's going on there? They are able to connect in with other parts of their brain, other consciences, other experiences, um, and many times they don't have access to the memories that were created when they were uh, these other people. Or what about um, the people that have? Uh, asomatognosia where suddenly the part of their brain that recognizes their left arm doesn't work anymore and they say hey what's that over there on the table and they recognize it but they can't say that it's their arm they can recognize your arm or arm on a mannequinry but they can't recognize their own arm and it's such an obvious thing and mm. so they'll say it's a um it's covered in cloth it's I think it's like a snake or something. They can't not explain it and feel perfectly okay with it. So I I just see this again and again with, with brain injuries or brain problems. That speaking part of the brain has to fucking open its goddamn mouth and always offer an opinion and it barges in to real solutions and comes up with bullshit. And it's obviously evident for people that have uh, these different types of injuries and normal, regular people. I think sometimes that something is 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 going on, as we all know from uh, reading t Twitter. Yeah, yeah. The righty part of our brain is fucking asshole too. Yes, we should abol abolish the righty brain. Assholes, the it, it is, and and that leads to philosophers who are in love with words and putting them together like Lego bricks yeah. in different ways and and getting excited about it and stroking each other's pineals. <laughs> they're just they're the extreme <laughs> version. Anyway, that's my takeaway.
Thank you. Please follow the show on Twitter at MisbehaviorJC and Instagram at the same thing. I'm Amiel, Curls PhD, or Trouble Elix with two X's. Don't tell anyone. Shh. Nicole, would you like to plug anything? <laughs> I'm Nicole Dave on Twitter. Please call me, please yeah. call me Nicole. Hit us with it, Leia. I'm Hawks and Socks on Twitter. That's Hawks with an X. And I've, 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 I've started, I've been making things and I'm starting to post pictures of them. And, and, uh, if you like pictures of things, maybe check that out. Cause I'm trying to do some things. You are. I saw one that looked like a, looked like two bunny rabbits. The darker parts, the black parts looked like bunny rabbits. And, uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I, I thought you didn't like Watership Down, but I guess you do. I am wow. so fucking into that because Bunny Rabbits factored. I I, 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 I can't book. remember which one you're talking about, but Bunny Rabbits were nowhere on my mind. I love that shit. Everyone sees something different. So thank you. I'm so excited. I keep on seeing my mom having sex with my stepfather in most of this. <laughs> oh. but, but Bunny Rabbits, I felt was more well, appropriate no. to talk about. How often did if you see that? that was the one from November, that's, I was working off that's, of that photograph. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I saw that one too. That's definitely your mom. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I'm (laughs) And Tom, uh, where can people find you? Uh, It's pretty hard, but I am on Twitter. Uh, I have a Twitter handle called Tom Bombadildo. But other than that joke, that is the uh, basically the, the all of the Twitter content that I have produced. Uh, thus far, but maybe uh, I'll I'll put uh, all my uh, funny witticisms and stuff there instead of on my phone where it's never shared with anyone except Tommy. And you can find Rachel on her fucking ass at home. Gadon, <laughs> <laughs> gadon, sucking on the sweet teeth of Mister Welfare. Probably doing a gadonkin in her bedongadonk. Well, <laughs> is it a rockin'? Also, Amiel, did you have oh, a takeaway? No. What's your takeaway? <laughs> Take away. Just I had it in there, and it was. Um, I ended up saying it elsewhere in the show. You want to say it again for emphasis, because it was fucking important. Um, my takeaway was consciousness, once regarded as a purely philosophical topic, the mind-body problem has become an active area of research in neuroscience. And uh, hell yeah, it is. Uh, so thanks for all the conceptualizing tools and a bunch of outdated nomenclature philosophy. We got it from here. <laughs> oh, shit. Mind-body problem. Shots fired. That sounds like a drink. Yeah. Mind-body problem. I like it. <laughs> yes. I'll have two mind-body problems, so I no longer have a mind-body problem. Great job, guys. I did not mean to seem like a grouch going into it, being like, what the fuck is consciousness? Why is this happening? I was truly like, I don't like this It wasn't like that. It was like, what the fuck is consciousness? Why is this happening? (laughs) (laughs) Emphasis is so important. This was a fun time with a hefty topic, and I think we rose to the occasion. Yes. Yeah. Nice. Hefty topic. Nice. We got it. We got it figured out. I'm ready to. Do you want to do the review paper now? Or? Yeah. Let's let's get started on the uh, ten chapters. Yeah. I'm gonna do a Google Doc. <laughs> ten years. I didn't want to say this in public <laughs> view, but a lot of the stuff that those authors seemed to be saying, they seemed to be like we're the we're the first ones to like heavily involved involve this concept, which I cannot imagine a universe in which that's the case. Which like, authors? Which authors? Uh, Jablonski and the other one, the uh, Sensitive Soul yeah, authors. Yeah. 
I don't know if anyone's talked about the Cambrian explosion being linked mm-hmm. to learning. That was pretty damn cool. One part cool. of the podcast, they said, uh, yeah, we, we think that um, uh, just having a nervous system itself is important, but more on that later. And I listened to it twice. Later and I never, never came. I never heard them get back to that. <laughs> yeah, right? I was like, really? Well, oh, that's interesting. I guess I got to read the fucking book now. Yeah. That's how they get you. <laughs> Can you imagine? I kept on picturing they were like, uh, we'd meet once once a week and we'd talk uh, and we'd take a break during the day to have a meal at the restaurant because uh, you need a you need to have meals. That's important. And I was thinking about like the wait staff at whatever <laughs> restaurant they're coming and serving these two like mature women and they're talking about oh you know consciousness. One's a guy. No, they're they're both right. Women. Yeah. You listened to it twice. I thought one was just a like a like a David Sedaris kind of high pitched <laughs> You know, foreign names. Sometimes it's hard to tell. Yeah. Could it give you the benefit of the doubt here? Jablanca is a very fun name. It's almost as fun as Yeah. Bagoyavonk. Blanca Donk. <laughs> yes. A miniature horse wow. is called a Shetland pony, but a miniature donkey is called a donk. What? And that's really cute. That's so. But good. they're horrible animals. Very, very, really bitey and <laughs> shitty. Oh. I thought a miniature horse was just called a whore. <laughs> <laughs> a little horse. It should be the other way around, though. <laughs> What? See? <laughs> the big one should be called the donk. And the donk. The big oh, one the should donkey. be called the donk, and the little one should be a donkey. Yeah. <laughs> donk. Donkish. Old donker. <laughs> Sorry, Amiel, what were you saying? Okay. Um, no, I'm just now amused at the fact that you say you hate words, but it sounds like you secretly love them. I like playing with them. I don't like working yeah. with them. Oh, oh. okay. I, I love all I aspects of I know a lot of people them. like that. <laughs> I like my word candy, not my word veggies. Word veggies, that's nice. That's what they were ordering when they would go to the restaurant every week. Yeah, for someone who doesn't like words, you you're, you're you very cleverly manipulate them. I, I, I don't like words, but I love manipulating. Mm. Well, thanks, everyone. I think we can turn off our, our recordings yeah. now. We were supposed to be recording. I... Thank you for allowing all of this into your auditory pathway. Tell your friends, tell your enemies, just don't tell your PI. Please subscribe to the show and we hope you join the club Bye. again soon. Do you want to do it all at the I same know. time? Okay. Oh, uh, yeah. One, two, three. And, and don't, don't forget, forget to, to misbehave. misbehave.